This summer, Factor makes it easier than ever to eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with fresh, never-frozen meals that are incredibly delicious and nutritious. Get $120 off with code JTRAIN120 at go.factor75.com slash JTRAIN120. J Train, Jared Freed, coming live from Springfield, Missouri. That's right. Every Monday, we answer your emails, your stories, your questions, and we commiserate. We give some peace of mind. We give a perspective. Again, if you're new to the show, if you're old to the show, I'm no expert. I'm just a guy sitting in a hotel room speaking to a microphone by himself. And you're probably wondering, Jared, what? Where's the guest today? What's going on? So let me give you a peek behind the curtains of Wizard of Haas Incorporated. Sometimes you tape a show and it goes great. And then you get the worst call a podcaster could ever receive. Hey, man. The audio is unusable. Oh, no. The horror. It happens. It totally happens. And, and I'm saying it's the worst call you could receive because, yeah, you need audio for a podcast. So we taped an episode on Monday. We had all the video. We had uh, Shelby there on the ones and twos. We had a fantastic guest who was new to the show um, named Amy Cardinale, who is a young comic who's hilarious. And I want you all to go seek out her Instagram is at real.amy.cardinale. She might be cursed or something because she told me her Instagram is at real.amy.cardinale because the other one got hacked and now this was the only one left. I, I told her, I was like, we made five. If you know the show, you know I made fun of the Instagram handle many a time and she liked it and I, I think she did. She laughed. Um, or maybe she hates me. Who knows? Um, I enjoyed her. She was a fantastic guest. And the reason she came on the show, and this is going to be a lot of plugs for Amy because I thought she was so great, and I will have her back on the show, but I want to make sure we plug the thing she came on to talk about. She, I, I get, you know, she's a comic whose videos kind of show up in my feed sometimes, and very funny, hilarious, and I guess she had a bit go viral because she was praising Short Kings. And if any of you remember a few weeks back or a couple weeks back, I don't even remember, we did uh, a question. Uh, we There was a part of the show about Short Kings and my feelings on it and how we, I think it was with uh, Michael Rowland about what separate, you know, we how the languaging is off and it's subjective and I think it's funny, but then people come back to it. They're like, well, Short King is anything under six foot seven. And you're like, okay, you, you seem like you're not doing well. And that was, and so Amy uh, messaged me saying that she's doing a Short King's dating show, a live dating show. And she wanted to come on and talk about it. And I was like, this is great. I needed a guest. She came on in last second. Um, and we talked about her show. And, you know, at first when I heard the Short King's, you know, dating show, I was like, Mm, let's see. But then the way she explained it, I was like, oh, this is wonderful. She she told me she happens to date, you know, shorter men. And this was uh, a way of, you know, having fun with it. And so she's doing a like a bachelorette style short king dating show where people are applying. And if you're a man out there and you're a short king, you want to apply, go ahead. She um, she she's a she's an ally of, of sorts. And um, and you can go to her just go to her Instagram, at real.amy.cardinale, um, and it's spelled cardinal with an E at the end, so at real.amy.cardinale, and it's Saturday, August 13th, so if you want to do like a, you know, and it's at 5.30 at New York Comedy Club in the East Village, not the Midtown one, it's the East Village location, just go to her Instagram, it's the link in her bio, 
Um, we will have Amy back on the show and make up for this. Uh, this, you know, the the sound not working. We're gonna get her back because she was a great guest either way. But I want you guys to go check out her show. What a perfect! If you're in the sum in this in New York City in the summer, five thirty, you get to watch this fun game show. I mean, if you're a man, you know, there's gonna be other women there who enjoy short kings, maybe. And then if you're a woman, what a fun girls' night to you know watch some guys make a little bit of a, a fool of themselves, but in a fun way. So. August 13th, New York Comedy Club uh, in the East Village at 5.30 again at real.amy.cardinale and I'll have her back on. Um, and again, you know, sometimes the sound, we've had, this has happened before. This, you know, this, is hap- this happens, you know, listen, when you own a restaurant and the oven breaks, you got to figure out what to do because uh, Shelby texts me, he's like, dude, I'm so sorry. And it's like, listen, these things happen. So we're here. I'm going to answer the emails that we answered on Monday, but I'm going to do it in my, you know, you know we're going to dim the lights. Dim the lights. It's just you and Papa JT. That's right. Just you and me. And we're going to go through the emails. We've got a bunch here. Great emails. Um, and, and if you're in, let me give you some show dates. If you're in Austin, Texas, I'm going to be there on Wednesday doing a You Up Live. What a fun show. Go, go, go. Bring the group chat. It's for everybody, whether they like podcasts, hate podcasts. It doesn't matter. It is built to be a live show. So Austin, Texas on Wednesday. I'm in Providence, Rhode Island. I love the Comedy Connection in Providence. I've been going there for years. I used to go do their late night dirty show. And it's this former bank that the green room is the bank vault. It's just very cool. It's kitschy. It's only, it is so stand-up comedy, it hurts. And if you're in the area, bring your friends. I, you know, I got a good hour. It's cooking. It's ready. You know, my hour, I think, for stand-up is ready to put on tape in one way or another, um, whether that be YouTube or, you know, I'll pray to the, you know, the the gods that somebody wants to buy it, but I I don't really count on that. Um, So go Providence, Rhode Island. I got this, you know, I got, a, you know, it's a fun show. I, I'm doing it here in Springfield, Missouri. It's been going great. So, and then I'm in Raleigh. If you're in Raleigh, North Carolina, I'm going to be in Raleigh at Good Nights. Uh, then we're doing Chicago. The sh- seems like the U Up Live is sold out for Chicago. There might be some single tickies left. And then New York City, the U Up Live, it's going to sell out. I would get your tickets now. If you plan on coming to the U Up Live in New York City, it's August 10th. Get those tickets now. Then I'm in Dayton. I'm going to be in Brooklyn doing a the Chosen Comedy Festival. I think this is really cool. Um, if you're in Brooklyn, there's just great guests. If you, I mean, people, everyone has been on this show, I think. Um, um, it's Alex Edelman was just on the show, Judy, Judy Gold, Jessica Carson. I mean, Jessica Carson and Judy were like, you know, fan favorites. Also, Elon Gold, Modi, so funny. Michael Rappaport, I've never met him before. He's going to be on the show. Um, Alan's Y. Bell, he's a former SNL writer. He's going to be on the show. So, this is a fun show. It's and it's outdoors in an amphitheater. If you're Jewish, not Jewish, Jewish, Jewish friendly, <laughs> come on out. So then I'm in DC, Royal Oak, Michigan, Albany, New York, Brookville, Wisconsin, uh, Richmond, Virginia. So jaredfree.com, jaredfree.com for tickets. That's all the announcements I got. Okay. I again, it's just you and me, kid. I'm in a hotel room in Springfield, Missouri. Um, if you want to hear about my time in Springfield, you can sign up for the Patreon. I do a coffee with J Train every Monday. Um, that's a Patreon only five bucks a month, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. And again, if you enjoy this podcast, support the sponsors, join the Patreon, come to a show. There's so many ways like a post, you know, those, these are the, the very small ways I, I, you know, ask for quote unquote payment. So, and if you want your email read again, if you want your lifestyle advice, emails, any question, it can be dating, it can be friendship, it can be relationship, it can be family. You know, we talk about it all here. And again, I'm no expert. I'm just someone with an opinion that's not looking you in the eye. I think looking you in the eye is a big part of the reason people don't give an honest feedback or advice. I know that's the, that's the deal for me. You, you want to say, you can you, you, you try to say what you mean, but you, you soften. Not here. J Train Podcast. We all... Hard-hitting advice. Oh, um, and it's just, okay. So jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's the email. You know it. You love it. jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We want your emails for this podcast as well as the Luxury Lounge. My Bachelorette preview is out. So yeah, this, the sound being unusable came at a bad time because I'm writing the Bachelorette preview. I'm like almost done with it. And I'm putting, I'm polishing it off. Um, 
And then I got that text being like, ah, we got to retape it. So what I want you to do is uh, go read it, enjoy it, laugh, share, share, share. It's on my Instagram right now. I promise you that. Uh, my Bachelorette preview is on my Instagram right now. The Bachelorette starts tonight. So I'm back, baby. Um, we're going to do a live scream. So those are the announcements. Uh, let's get to today's emails. Uh, JTrainPodcast.gmail.com. Dating advice. Am I a party pooper? And, and if you've ever been a Patreon subscriber, you know, when I answer these alone, we kind of go line by line. You know, we, you know, it's a, this is like the, you know, consider this, you know, watching me do the operation, you know, Jared, am I a party pooper? Feather, feather. I'm a 31 year old female and went on a first date a few weeks ago and had a great time. He's 27 and we met on hinge. Okay. 27 male, 31 female. It must be noted. Let's not live in unreality because we're uncomfortable with the truths of how men, you know, react to that. You know, you're older than him. You're in a 27 is, is, uh, it, it could still be party mode. You don't know. 27 could also be, I get my briefcase and go to work and I'm done with the party. It could, it could go either way for a man. 31, I'm pretty sure I know what's going on. You, you're looking to go date and you're looking for something real and I totally understand that. And that's okay, but I'm, this is my assumptions again. We went to a really nice restaurant and he paid for expensive dinner and drinks. He went on vacation shortly after the date, but said we would see each other again when he got back. I wasn't expecting any communication during his trip, but he texted me a lot, sent pictures, and even tried to FaceTime to show me a scenic view. Now, I don't put a lot of stock in that. Like, I, I think that's a good thing, but it's not like, oh, that means everything. You need someone to text. Most people, if... <laughs> When you're on vacation, you're just like, I want someone to make me feel good and and especially someone that you know is attracted to you. This is kind of the bad part of the dating apps is you met on Hinge. There is, when you match on Hinge, and I don't know, I know from the guy side of things, you know one thing, they are attracted to me. Whether that's true or how much that's true, that's how they feel. You can't tell someone how to feel. So, when you text someone from your trip, you, you know, part of the text is friends, family, and someone who wants to see you naked. It feels good to text that person. Just acknowledge that. When he got back, he texted, we texted again, and he asked me out for dinner with a plan to head to a bar for a live music afterwards. I love that. So there's a plan. He texted you again, asked you out for dinner with a plan to head to a bar for live music afterwards. A change of location is a good sign, or so I thought. Um, again, you know, do you notice, let's just take a minute to notice in the, you know, in, in, the, in the margins of their email is a lot of clue searching. He went on vacation, didn't expect him to message. Oh, and then he messages a lot, sent pictures, tried to FaceTime me. Ooh, paid, he paid for expensive dinner and drinks. You see, and, and again, the answer sometimes in the emails, you are clue searching. And I, I listen, I understand the 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 want to do that but you have to try you know take things as they are so as far as to me made a plan for dinner and i guess i did it too i was like ooh, made a plan you know i, I would just be like it, it's hard to stop yourself at was i turned on that's kind of what you have to you know made a plan and with a move to music afterwards Ooh, i like dinner and i like music he's thinking about me this turns me on i think that's this turns me on is better than oh he might like me because of this. I think they, and it's hard to do. Don't get me wrong. Okay. When we got back, he texted again, asked me out for dinner with a plan to head to a bar for live music afterwards. A change of location is a good sign, so, or so I thought. He offered to pick me up, but I said I would meet him. At the restaurant, he told me that a few of his friends may meet up with us at the bar. The vibe felt different after that. Yeah. I mean, the vibe is different after that because, one, that's a turn off. Hey, you're surprised. And friends may meet up. I thought this was just you and I. I thought we were traveling to go to the music. This was all a good sign. When we got to the bar, it was so loud. You had to scream to hear anything. His friends were fine. So I guess they've done the dinner. And she doesn't acknowledge, doesn't say how the dinner went. But at the restaurant, he told me a few of his friends may meet up with us at the bar. The vibe felt different after that. I could understand. Any surprise with, <laughs> you don't want to plan with another surprise plan. Because now you're thinking, you know, did he have these friends, you know, in in waiting because in case this date didn't go well? You know, there's a lot of things that our confidence can kind of, you know, you know, 
our lack of confidence can hit us with. I can totally understand that. Going, he's like, hey, you know, we're having a great time at dinner, and he's like, oh, my friends may meet up with us at the at the music afterwards. Well, well, what? I, I, okay, who are these friends? I, I mean, and then again, if you're looking for signs, again, as this person is, as they've kind of proven through their email, you go, is this a sign that you like me more because the friends are coming? Is this a sign that you like me less? And it, so if you're playing that game, you're always going to lose. When we got to the bar, it was so loud. So when they got to the music bar, they got so loud, you had to scream to hear anything. And that's okay if you've had a great dinner and then you're just one-on-one screaming to hear everything. It's bad, It's or it's worse, when it's three people that are now getting added in that you've never met, plus a person that you've only met twice. This is too familiar a date for someone so unfamiliar. His friends were fine, but there was no group convo. Yeah, right, it was hard to talk and just kind of awkward. I tried to loosen up, but just felt off. I would feel off too, I totally understand. He said the group wanted to go to the club across the street and invited me. I said, no, I didn't really wanna spend a second date with two random guys. See, this line, I'm not sure, okay, so she said, I said no, I didn't really want to spend a second date with two random guys I've never met plus my date. I'm not sure if you said that, but that is a sign that this has not gone well for him. Um, no, I don't really want to spend a second date with two guys I've never met and my plus my date. But if you were just like, hey, no, thank you. Those are two different types. No, one's a no, letting him know you're mad and uh, it is communication. The other no is... Um, good luck have fun at your other bar he offered to walk me to my car when they departed for the club i said it's fine since he was uh with his buddies i kind of thought he would insist since it was late and he knew my car was several blocks away but he just said text me when you're home safe (laughs) do you want me to walk you to your car no okay see ya Uh, uh, okay (laughs) it doesn't even (laughs) i don't mean to laugh but it's just like i thought he'd insist no you said no and that isn't right. You know, you want, it's not really a good romantic moment, but she writes, what gives? Is this situation due to an age difference? Eh, it could be. I mean, I mentioned in the beginning that 27 for a man and 31 for a woman, it, you know, 27 could be with you or, or not. And, and is, it, is he just not interested? Or is this a sign he wants something casual? Um, is he not interested? I don't, I don't know. I don't think this show's not interested. I think this show's, um, what he's learned he can get away with. That would be my inclination. Or is this a sign he wants something casual? I don't know if he even knows that far ahead. The only thing that stands out is when we were walking to the second bar for music, he asked if I smoke weed. I said, not really, but it doesn't bother me. He said he smokes every day and brings his weed pen around with him, which he used at the bar several times. So he's getting high kind of around you, you know, Maybe this isn't the match, but the whole date was weird and disappointing. Did I just need to loosen up at the bar and go with the flow? No. Sincerely, party pooper with a question mark. Um, I think this is a this is too this is a case of not the match. Um, you know, these are all things that turned you off because in in you know in the in. The, when you had the, the the magnifying glass in your hand and you're looking for clues, you forgot to ask yourself if you were into these things. You're too busy wondering, oh, well, is him not insisting to walk me to the car mean he's not interested? How about is him not insisting to walk you to the car a turnoff for you? And and listen, that is very easy from my perspective to say, but I'm just I'm saying like if we switch this around, it becomes pretty clear you're like turned off by a bunch of things that happen on the date like you know if we if we made a scorecard and on the left you had good on the right you had bad you'd be like made a plan good contact me while he was away good um made a plan to go see a music concert good ran uh just surprised me with two friends that he's never met bad uh, uh decides to you know smoke a weed pen maybe that's a that, maybe that's a in the middle it doesn't matter to you you know what I mean? If we did that scorecard, you'd go, okay, um, by the end of this day, bad outweighs the good. It might, you have to do the math on your own. But I would also say this. If you're looking to figure out what's going on in his head, I, I, can, I can say to you, this sounds like someone who has never um, thought of anyone else but himself. And that is normal for a 27-year-old man, especially in 2022. 
I don't know what relationships he's been in. Maybe they've been college relationships. Maybe they're a high school relationship. But I don't think he's been in an adult relationship. And this doesn't sound, it, this sounds like someone operating on their own time and schedule without, you know, when you go deeper, when you say, oh, this is a good sign, this is a good sign. Maybe he's looking, let's take it at he's doing, let, let's, let's take it at face value. He's doing nothing for no reason other than to make himself happy. To me, it's interesting that you're like, I kind of, you know, the, the, the walk to the car thing is funny, but also the moment. Because he offered to walk me to a car when we departed for the club. I said it's fine since he was with his buddies. I kind of thought he would insist it, it was late and he knew my car was several blocks away. You, he can't read your mind, okay? But that was the moment where you would get away from the friends and go, hey, thank you for taking me to dinner i have to let you know i'm a little turned off by how this night ended kind of disappointed me that is the point where you go here's the amount you know where you get to communicate here's the amount of work it takes to date me and this goes both ways he could say to you i don't want to know no that's not the type of relationship i'm looking for and again because it's a second date it feels like you're not allowed to ask for these things but you you know second date you're judging just like you'd be on the first date and and it's not to say this means he's signing up for a relationship, but it's like, hey, um, when I go out with someone, I kind of expect to know what's coming at me before we go. Tonight, there were surprises along the way that seemingly were all about making you happy and not getting to know me. Boom. And then you go, I got to go. You know, you have my number. I don't know. What, we'll see what happens. And leave it at that. Mic drop. Done. So I would say these are a combination of two things. You, not the match for you. And also, it's not that deep with him. And, you know, you say, well, can we salvage? I hate the word salvage with people, but you go, hey, I'm just letting you know, here's three things that I don't do in the dating world. You can come back and try and figure, figure that out. And then he does or he doesn't. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's a Dim the Lights Alone episode. Ooh, we're sponsored. And you know, support the sponsors if they can support you. That, that's, a, that's the beauty of podcast sponsorship. There's always free money and, and, and little deals here that might help your life. You ever use incognito mode on your phone or computer? Have you? I, I, I know I have. Your, activities may, but your activity may still be visible to your employer, school, or internet provider. To really stop people from seeing the sites you visit, get what I use, ExpressVPN. Especially for me, I, I go to hotels, I'm taping podcasts so, you know, on the road. ExpressVPN has been a, 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 gives me peace of mind, I would say. Think about all the times you use Wi-Fi at a cafe or a hotel or even your parents' house. Without ExpressVPN, every site you visit could be logged by the administrator of that network even while using incognito mode. Do you really want your parents to see what you've been looking at? Your internet provider like AT&T or Verizon can also see and record your browsing data. In the U.S., they're legally allowed to sell that data to advertisers. Nobody wants that. ExpressVPN is an app. Nobody wants to be the product. And ExpressVPN is all about making sure that you can live privately on the internet. ExpressVPN is an app that encrypts all of your network traffic and reroutes it through secure servers so your online activity stays private. What I love about ExpressVPN is how easy it is to use. I'm not a tech guy, so the app literally has one big on button, and you tap it to turn it on, and that's it. It works with all your devices, phones, computers, and even your router so your whole family can stay private under one subscription. Stop letting people invade your online privacy. Protect yourself with the number one rated VPN at expressvpn.com slash JTrain. Use my link, expressvpn.com, expressvpn.com slash JTrain to get three extra months free. Wow. Expressvpn.com slash JTrain to get three extra months free. That's expressvpn.com slash JTrain to learn more. That's what I love about the sponsors. They all offer you help if you want it. You might not want it. Let's move on to the next sponsor. But when you help the sponsor, you help me, you help the podcast, it's all a big feather party. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Friendship advice. Frustrating comments about work. Jared, a couple months ago, I got a job that I've been working towards for almost 10 years. Congratulations. It was so exciting, but, with my but within my company, 
It's a very difficult job to get due to the job requirements and very little movement on the team. Okay, well, it makes it's a, it's an important fact that it's a uh, that that it's interesting that they describe it as a job that they've been working towards for almost ten years within the company. So it, it's not a promotion; it's a position. You know, it's it, this is uh, you'd be like, well, what's the difference? It's, it's being written about differently because. Now you have to go to a different position where everyone at the company knows you. So, and it's a highly coveted, uh, to get the job requirements or very little movement on the team. So everyone wants to move upwards. Everyone. You are not alone. You're not the only one. You're not the one, the only one that wakes up with dreams. So it's got to be hard when you get like this coveted position. So she writes, a lot of people go for the job and it's one that has a pretty robust bench program. In short, I'm a sales trainer and my best friend is a former teacher who also was developing towards this role. Okay, so now you got to now you have your your best friend who's at the company is trying for the same role as you that's hard to get. So everyone and listen, just because you're friends don't mean your friends don't got dreams too. And if you're at the same company, your dreams might be similar. When I interviewed, she made several comments about how I was only asked to interview because she had gotten a new job and couldn't interview for the opening. Okay, that's shitty. <laughs> Can you imagine? I got the job. Oh, mm, yeah, that's probably because I couldn't interview. Like, that's a shitty thing to say. That's your best friend. I learned this wasn't true for my mentor, but regardless, it sucks to hear from that, that from your friend. It doesn't matter if it's not true. It's true to them. That's how they think of you. They And, and, and to acknowledge your feelings, it is... It is, when you hear that from a friend, they're saying, I think I'm better than you at that job, um, but good luck to you at that job. And, you know, the mentor says it's not true. Well, it doesn't matter. You now know your friend's feelings about you. We spoke about the comments and how it really hurt my feelings, and she apologized. Here's the new issue. She is supporting me in an upcoming training call as a seller expert, and she's back to making comments about my abilities in the role. For instance, while we were practicing, I shared that. So I'm not sure if she has to practice with her or not, but uh, so she's supporting you in an upcoming training call as a seller expert, and she's back to making comments about my abilities in the role. Okay. For instance... While we were practicing, I shared that the call is long and there's a lot of info. So it's my job to stop the participants from getting too granular with some topics since it takes away from the overall objective for the call. I'd argue this email is getting pretty granular, but that's okay. <laughs> Her reply, well, we'll see. I mean, it's part of the adult learning principles, but we'll see what happens. I'm not trying to be difficult, but it frustrates me that she disrespects my authority on the call and my abilities in the role. Well, and it's also sitting with you. You know, you're trying to show her, hey, I'm the boss here. I got the job. And you know, uh, very important information. You know, the stain is on the shirt and you can't stop looking at it. She has admitted she thinks that she would be better for the role than you is what she's admitted. If we want to be if we want to speak real here. She writes, if it were my teammate, I don't think she'd make these comments. If it were my teammate, I don't think she'd make these comments. So I'm starting to feel de defeated and frustrated. It's a silly one-off example, but it keeps happening. Do you have any advice on how to handle this issue? I want to share how it makes me feel, but I also don't want to uh, discourage her or seem like I'm being difficult. Well, you're the boss now. You, it, 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 I'm not sure if you have to work with each other or not. First of all, if you don't have to work with each other, stop working with this person. Because here's what happens. Um, well, she writes, overall, we've had these issues in the past and she's shared and she's shared. It is usually when she's feeling stuck or like other people are getting opportunities and she's not. Yeah, there you go. And I know that's frustrating. Yeah. She's watching her best friend get a role that she wanted or was de developing towards. I want to be compassionate, but I also want to find a better way to talk through these things with her because it affects my confidence and makes me feel hurt. Any advice would be great. It's hard. I mean, I work, comedy is very much, comedy is is singles tennis. You know, everyone's on their own. Everyone's an independent contractor, but we all hang out at the same parties. We all go on, you know, but we have to go on the same shows, you know, and there's five people on a lineup at the Comedy Cellar and everyone in that lineup thinks they're a star or is going to be a star. Everyone in that lineup. Every, you know, everyone in that lineup is the star of, the, of their own movie. And what this person 
is doing is they're the star of their own movie, even when they have to relinquish to side character position. And I think that's the big thing. Like when I open for Michelle Wolf on the road, I'm there for her. It is my job to get the crowd ready for her. I am friend in the movie role at that point. Maybe someone's watching, you know, when I do this podcast, you're watching, you know, my movie of sorts and even hearing the story. You're hearing my, you know, you're hearing, you know, what's that movie? Six Feet from Stardom. You're hearing the background singer's story, you know. So, but when I go to those shows, it's all about Michelle. I got to make sure the show goes great and it's my job. So, if you have to work together, I think you need to take away the emotion from it because you've already tried that and she's confided in you that she feels stuck and whatever and you go... Hey, you know, we're friends, but if we have to work with each other, you have to, you're, if you're in a support role, you got to be in a support role. Now, if you're going to them for advice, so there's some, you got to figure out, listen, you know, I, there are people I go to with joke premises and there's people I go to with joke jokes that are finished. This person is not a person to go with for the premise. Because you need the premise person to go, yes, love it. I see where you're going. Oh, my God, no. I, I, and, and here's another thing you should think about. And here's another thing. That some people are good at that. Some people don't have the skills for that. I, I've done this in my own life. I remember I would go, you know, I would be when I was living with my younger brother. He's great with going out of premises, but mood dependent. If I went to him with a joke premise and he was in a bad mood, he would go, that's stupid. And I would go, ah, this ain't the time. So I think for you, this all friends are not for all things in your life. So one, acknowledge the reason this person's doing is because they're being the star of their own movie. Two, if you have to work with them, let them know, hey, you're in a support role. You have to start acting with support. And then lastly, if you don't have to work with them, maybe they're not the right person to go to for this type of support. Now you have to acknowledge what type of friend they are to you. JTrainPodcast.gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Oh, it can be hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel when you have high interest debt. It can be even harder to ask for help. That's where Upstart comes in. Upstart Power Personal Loans can help you pay down high interest debt. It's done online with simple and easy to understand payment terms. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, Upstart can help you get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score. Their model considers other factors like your income and employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate in minutes for loans between $1,000 and $50,000 without impacting your credit score. That's, That's the biggest part. This is, this is an informational journey that can help you save money. That's why I, this is like the perfect sponsor because I love a sponsor that helps you help me help them. You know, a, a big circle of feathers because if you have high interest debt, you're paying a rate. You go to Upstart, you see what rate they give you. If it's better, now you pay off your, your debt and you pay a new rate. That's It's like finding $20 in your winter coat pocket. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Don't wait. Check your rate today at upstart.com slash JTrain. That's upstart.com slash JTrain to check your rate today. Don't forget to use the URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash JTrain. Okay, that's our last sponsor of the show. Um, if, if either of those can help you, good for you. We got more emails. A peck at most. Jared, long-time listener. I really value all your dating advice, my situation. I've been seeing this guy for about two months now. We've gone on four dates. Okay. All of which were really well-planned by him. Two months, four dates. Okay. Two dates a month. I'm I'm just I no judgment. Well, I judge everything. But two dates a month. That's a slow journey. I'm just letting you know. We've gone on four dates, all of which were really well planned by him. The first was dinner in my neighborhood. I live in the city and he lives on Long Island. Ooh. Eee. Okay. <laughs> 
as if you're living in New York City, the I live on Long Island, but I'm in the city all the time person is a, is like a almost a caricature at this point. So the second day was a Broadway show. Ooh, night on the town. I mean, also, that's someone, a Broadway show on a second date. The third, City Climb at the Edge, which is Hudson Yards. And the fourth was him coming to my yoga class and taking me out to dinner afterwards. These are dates. These are, these are rom-com level dates. Dinner in your neighborhood, Broadway show, City Climb at the Edge. I mean, these are rom com Fourth was him coming to your yoga class. I'm just imagining him like taking the towel, putting it around his neck. Those are tough gloves. Oh, yeah, let's go get dinner. You ready? He's super nice, pays for the bulk of the events, and plans these really interesting activities. We have great conversations, get along very well, and have a lot in common, fitness, family, etc. The only thing is that the most romantic, she puts in quotes, we've gotten is a peck on the lips, which I had to initiate after date three. He kissed me again after date four, but it was a similar lip peck, no makeout. I like him, but not I'm, but I'm not 100% sure I feel romantic sexual attraction. I would probably feel one, however, or know if I felt one if he took some initiative in that department. I've made some advances to touch his arm or squeeze his hand when we did the city climb, but I'm not really feeling the reciprocity, and I can't tell if I'm attracted to him or not. This is a really tough problem, and I'll, I'll speak from the male POV, or my, my, I'll speak from my point of view. It is interesting that she's like, I don't know if I'm attracted to him or not. She says, I can't tell if I'm attracted to him or not because we haven't had any romance. And, and, and you know, there's some guys out there that you miss the train for physical and it passes you by and you're like, shit, the next train doesn't come until relationship. And the reason I say that is like because you... And this is his assumptions, or these are my assumptions when I'm at my worst, I guess, or just assumptions I've made in the past, which weren't right, and I shouldn't have, is that, oh, now that we've hooked up, like, they're more into it. You don't know. Now that we've hooked up, it's a different story. You don't know. And I, he doesn't know. She's even writing it here. I feel very strong friend vibes. I, I think after four dates, if you don't want to jump his bones a little bit, she writes, I'm attracted to parts of his personality. Ooh, that's like the kiss of death. If <laughs> you heard that from a person, you know, I'm attracted to parts of your personality. And then she writes, but I'm not sure if in a romantic sexual way. I think not sure means no to me, in my opinion. I don't get giddy excited when I see him. Oh, <laughs> let's hope he doesn't listen to the show. But I do enjoy spending time with him. What do you think is the deal? What I think is the deal is that he is doing like if this was written on a list you'd be like oh, oh, oh you know you'd be into it if someone wrote hey um you're gonna go out with a guy who is super nice pays for the bulk of the events and then plans a dinner date and a climbing date and a yoga date and a broadway show and you're both into fitness and family You'd go, sign me up. I don't even need to see him. You would go, oh, oh, fitness family, oh. Right? So what do I think the deal is? I think the deal is there's also the the thing that's hardest to figure out, and it's do I want to fuck this person? <laughs> do I like them in a romantic way? That's the that's the magic. You know, you... you you know the put it together and what do you get you know it's like you know there's the fairy dust that gets spread on all the ingredients and the fairy dust is romance and sometimes you got no dust i think so i think you're you're sitting here and also when someone this is this is more of an issue because when someone says, well, what, what happened with that guy you went on four dates with? Didn't he take you climbing? You go, I just wasn't feeling it. And the hardest thing is to turn down affection when you're looking for affection. And there's no reason to turn it down. He first reached out to me on Instagram. Note, not an app. 
So he has the ability to make the first move in some regards. So is he just too timid? I w you got to forget about him. I don't care if he's too timid. I know your question would be, why don't you make the move? I'm not. That's not my question. My question is, there's a reason. You said, I feel very strong friend vibes. And you're expecting that if only he was a different person on these dates, you'd feel sexually attracted to him. That's what you're saying. If only he went in for a kiss, then I would know. No, well, that, you, that means you know. But I don't feel inclined for some reason. I find it attractive when the guy is the initiator. Yeah, and he's not. You have to, he takes me on dates and he's not an initiator. Speak of it that way. Not, not he takes me on dates and I wish he would initiate. He's already, he's proven to not. That's just my preference, especially if I'm on the fence about how I feel. The answer could also be, well, maybe he's not into it, but he keeps playing these things and taking me out. I think uh, it's not his problem. You are asking a question about yourself, uh, but you keep making it about him. He recently started to say how beautiful it was, very politely, with, with, always with pristine manners. <laughs> pristine? That might be the first time I've said this word on that show, on the show. So I think there's something there from his end. Do I just chalk this up to shyness? Do I let this keep taking its very slow, sweet time and wait it out? Do I bring up the lack of physicality and ask him about it? I don't want to make him uncomfortable, but I also would have, to want, would, would have wanted more than a peck after four dates. What do you think? I, I think you're not considering your own feelings enough. I think you're sitting here trying to figure out, why won't he fuck me? And instead of going, wow, I don't think I want to fuck him. And this is kind of back to what I was talking about in the beginning about my own fears, where you're like, oh, we hook up. Um, and then they're into it more. She even says, like, I'm on the, you know, I like when someone hooks up with me, so especially when I'm on the fence about how I feel. And it's like, that's frustrating because then you're like, because then when it doesn't work out, and, and that's what I would say to this person. If this didn't work out, if you guys got physical and then you got into it and he's like, you know what? I'm actually, I'm not ready for a relationship. You go, well, you made me feel this way. You brought me here. When you had the opportunity, and I'm not blaming, I'm just saying you have the opportunity right now to go, I'm just not into this. They were nice dates, but he's, it would be someone I'd be friends with and not, and not someone I would date. JTrainPodcast.com. Podcast at gmail.com. This one's called Shy or Just Polite. Seems different than like a similar topic, but let's get into it. Big fan of the pod. I'm, in addition to always being hilarious, you always give such insightful advice. Well, I try. I hope, you know, these are helping. That's why I'm reaching out for some advice for, with someone from somebody with no connection to the situation. Well, you found him. And he's in Springfield, Missouri. And he's... Taping from a hotel room uh, on a Saturday. Again, if you are listening right now, go check out my Bachelorette preview. It is my favorite thing to write. And it, I, I, you know, I write it to find more people to listen to this podcast. So, you know, I'm trying to find some new, new, uh, new readers here. So go share, share, share. And it's on my Instagram. Um, over the series of events, uh, over the series of events for my friend's wedding, I started to find interest in one of her fiance's friends. We've had great conversation, a lot in common, and I'm interested in pursuing a connection. The clear message from our friends is he that he's such a nice guy, but very shy and reserved, who would likely need me to make the first move. Evidently, he's a pretty private guy, and him and his friends don't open up about girls much. If that could possibly be true. Yeah, that is very possibly true. Guys don't have, we don't sit at brunch and go, so how are things with Karen? No, we say we sit at brunch and we make fun of each other and then go home and don't talk about anything. That's, you know, the, also when you talk to your friend about their relationship, it's always like things are good. Not a lot of like introspection and, Hey, I'm having some tough times finding a love, guys. You know, no, just and some people do open up. But if again, what they've written, what she's written right here, as you know, the, the the information she's gotten from the friends, probably very true. Evidently, he's a pretty private guy, and him and his friends don't open up about girls much. If that could possibly be true, well, believe it. Don't. Uh, she's already doubting. <laughs> if that could be true, yeah, it is true leaving me in the dark regarding any inside info on what he's thinking. Well, let's talk about what you're thinking. I'm trying to figure out if there's a mutual connection or just him being a nice guy. And if my confidence has been boosted from both of our friends saying we'd be a great match. That is true. That happens. There's nothing worse. I've had that happen. 
you go to a wedding and they just choose the two single people and to go, ooh, you guys would be great. And you go, and then you want to go, well, have they said something? You know, I, you know, you do do that move. You're well, and you're going, are they looking to meet someone? Like, or did you just see two single people and you go, ooh, because you guys don't want to talk about your boring life. You know, you want me to be your pawn to have fun with and to say that you fix someone up and you're the reason they found happiness. I, I don't like that. I, I'm with that happens a lot. I don't mind making the move to ease the anxiety of, uh, if he's shy, but what is the best pro- way to approach this? Is there a way to figure out what a reserve guy is thinking to reduce the awkwardness among the friend groups if I'm reading this totally wrong? I think you have to, you have to make this less important than your friends are maybe making this because what happened and just exactly what i just explained at the wedding it becomes this little you know this little um i'm looking for a word it becomes this little you know incubator that's not the word i'm looking for but i'm looking for it becomes a, a self-contained environment so the world becomes small Everyone at the wedding has roles, and now you're single lady, and he's single guy, and people are looking to, you know, to make these things happen between the two of you. So we don't. So let's start at. You're gonna see him at the wedding. Series of events for my friend's wedding. I'm not sure if the wedding's already happened or not. We had great con. If the wedding hasn't happened yet, go to the wedding. Know he's single. Try to make a conversation. See how it feels. That's how it has to be. I wouldn't get ahead of it. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't rush into anything. I wouldn't try and go on a date with him. You're going to the wedding as a single woman to have fun, and let's see how fun it is with him when you, when you make eye contact and say, make it a point to say hi to him, and hey, I uh, heard a lot about you. That's all you got to do. If you've already done all the wedding events and you haven't spoken really and you had that chance already, then that should be accounted for. You have to uh, say, okay, well, he didn't do these things at the wedding. He had a chance when I was dressed up and I had my hair done and I'm at my, you know, most wonderful glowing self and I'm, you know, there with a band and he had every opportunity to do something and he didn't. So you have to rate whether that's attractive to you or not. If you're still willing to go down the road of this dude, at that point, you got to send a DM. Hey, it was great meeting at the wedding. Here's my number. I'd love to get a drink sometime. Boom, done. But if the wedding hasn't happened yet, let's let the wedding happen. Let's see if that happens. Because I just don't, I believe in Darwinism. Survival of the fittest. This guy's not going to go to his grave alone because he's too shy. You know, he's not, you know, he's going to be the the 80-year-old virgin. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Train dating rut, need your fresh, unique perspective. Oh, I don't know how unique it is, but I'll try. Jared. I'm a 33-year-old female, and I'm in a huge rut. Over the past five years, I've been in love with two men. One was a relationship, and one was a very messy situationship. Both were bad. I learned a lot from them, and overall, I'm glad they didn't work out because they were unhealthy. Now, though, I feel like I've given up. I've gone on two first dates this year, and they were both terrible. The first guy asked to meet at a bar, but then when we were texting, or I'm sorry, the first guy asked to meet at a bar, but then when we were leaving, asked me to wait with him while the alcohol wore off because he had a breathalyzer in his car that was required to start it. Oy, that's like that's like old sitcom bad. Hey, um, do you mind running around the block with me so I can get the booze out of my system? I can't start my car without the breathalyzer. <laughs> hey, um, also, he didn't have to tell her. He could have just said, goodbye, I'm just going to go to my car and sat in his car and waited it out for a better time to tell you. I, 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 I admire his honesty, but also his lack of, of care for the information being given to you kind of shows you who he is. Hey, um, you mind waiting with me? I got to let this booze wear off before I can get the... Camaro started, had a few Deweys. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, it needs to be his lack of acknowledgement of how serious it is that he can't start a car without blowing into a 
breathalyzer is is bad okay so then she writes the next guy started making sexual comments five minutes into the date like how saying how funny it would be if we just started making out and going and groping each other right there at the bar she writes ha ha yeah that's you know what would be hilarious you know what would be so funny what if we just started making out and groping each other in this bar like are you serious dude you know what would be funny? What if we like went in the bathroom and like you suck my dick? Like what? In what world is he? Oh, oh, it's it's scary out there, people. The problem is that both guys seem quote unquote normal on the app. I met them both on Bumble. And we had good back and forth ask, uh, asking a few get to know you type questions, but not getting too in depth. Being flirtatious but not sexual, and we even had a phone call before the date. I can be picky on the apps because I've been on them for three years now, which feels like an eternity. Well, okay, these guys are monsters, and it sucks to find this out. But let's, I think, you know, I, I when you have a lot, you know, you talk on the app, not too sexual, but flirtatious. We had a phone call. Then I can be picky because I've been on here for three years. She writes in all caps three years now, which feels like an eternity. It's not an eternity, but I've really, really figured out how to weed out the pervs or the bored guys who aren't interested in what I am. I'm not looking to jump into a relationship, but I do want that eventually. I've also had a couple one night stands this year. So you don't think I'm a complete loser slash prude. I don't think you are. My point is nothing sticks. And I feel like I'm giving up because what's the point? I know I haven't given all the details, but from an outsider's perspective, does it sound like I'm being too bitter or too picky? I think I might be too picky, uh, but that stems from all the failed romantic connections I've had throughout my adult life. I've struggled to focus on the positivity of dating. I will say that after both first dates, I still did reach out. Both guys sent and then it was nice to meet you type message back. Then nothing else happened. For context, I work a full-time job that is emotionally and physically demanding, managing a clinic for children with special needs. Oh, you're a hero. Well, you know, that's beautiful. This is just to say that this contributes to my pickiness because my time and energy is very valuable. I would appreciate any tips or advice you have and thank you for all you do. I would, I mean... I know this is kind of be counterintuitive and might sound bad, but I'm, you write a lot of things. When you say my time and energy is very valuable, well, everyone's time and energy is, is valuable. Um, I think, and the fact that you went back to these guys, and it sounds like both for dates, I still did reach out, but both guys said it, sent in, and it was nice to meet you, ties messages back. So you reach out to the guy who didn't care enough to, you know, to, to, carefully tell you about his alcohol you know issues you reached out to the guy and listen i can only speak to you i'm not blaming you i'm just saying like you asked for you know some perspective here you reach out back to the guy who said you know it'd be funny if we all you know like fucked in this bar (laughs) you know like no and i think what you're doing is you're putting these you're putting the dates you do go on on a pedestal and you you know you again three years you write in all caps eternity uh, my time is and energy is very valuable. I, I think you need to have some more uh, less stakes on these dates. When you and, and I'm not saying to be less choosy. I'm saying it's a first date. You're trying to figure it out. People have uh, people are meeting people like this all the time, especially when you're on a dating app. Again, let's make sure that the dating app isn't our only option. That we're going out with friends. That we're you know, telling family, yeah, I'm looking to meet someone and letting them know, eh, if you hear, I had my mom the other day. She, My mom the other day, she's playing golf. She goes, I got a girl, great girl. You got to go meet her. And I'm like, well, let's hear some more information. But my mom's out there, you know, and I'm like willing to hear that. But, you know, sometimes those people get annoying, but you have to make sure those people uh, are not annoyed with with you. So if you're an exhausting person to set up, they're not going to set you up. You know, my mom... I'll call this person. I go, I don't know. Let me see some pictures. She goes, just call them. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then I just said, perfectly fine. You know, whatever. But I'm saying, again, I'm not saying your job isn't physically or emotionally demanding. I'm not saying it's not more physically or emotionally demanding than anything else. But I think putting these first dates on a pedestal of like, well, this was an amazing conversation, so it's going to work out, and or so I better get to date two. No, no, no. You're there to see. A date one can be just one date, and it could be just nothing. 
jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. We'll do one more. One more email. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening to this show. Telling your friends, make sure if you're this far in, share it, share it, share it. Send it to the group chat. Send it to someone who had a similar issue than something I've talked about here. Because, you know, your friend brought it up to you and you probably gave them like, oh, no, everything's okay. And then you're like, well, here's the real advice. Here's the real, the real talk I wanted to say to you, but I couldn't because we went to high school together. Googling his ex, J-Train, Feather Feather, I actually wrote to you in 2020 and your advice was the best thing for my relationship. Well, thank you. So now I'm writing it again, but for my friend. Okay, this is for a friend. My best friend has been dating a guy since December 2019 who she has been unsure of this whole time. Ah, end it. 2019, December 2019, then December uh, to December 2020, uh, to, Dece- to, to December 2021, December 2022. We're, we're at three and a half years. You've had time to feel, uh, unsure means no after three and a half years. It's her first relationship. She's 24. Okay, she's unsure of being alone because she's never been alone because she went from, you know, three and a half years, she went from, you know, at 24 let's let's look at this rationally she was 21 she was a child and now she's afraid of being an adult and alone he was her first kiss again what bothers her is she found uh, him googling his ex's name over and over through uh through the years he's been with her well again i don't i'm not looking i'm not we were all 24 at some point but you have to remember the ages here. If she's 24, her boy, let's say her boyfriend's also 24. Just, I don't have his age here. He's Googling an ex that he had from high school. Again, he's not sure of his life. He's at his quarter life moment. He's not sure of where he's going. He's not sure of his career. And he's looking back at the only other person because this was a high school relationship or a college relationship. The only other person that has said yes to his naked body. So this is, I think it's more normal than maybe you want to believe, but I think she doesn't, she has to be willing to walk away. Three and a half years of unsure means you're afraid of leaving and being alone. Let's stop putting it on him. She's so paranoid about it that she snoops and goes through his private computer looking for evidence. She should end this relationship. And she always finds it. I mean, you should just send her this, send her this podcast, give her the timestamp of when we started your email. And let me, I'm speaking right to her. Hey, it's over. You need to be, you're going to be fine. You're going to find someone new. This relationship was a mistake. You spent three and a half years learning about the interpersonal relationship with another person, learning about yourself. This was all positive. And you know what? If he ends up back with his ex from high school, good riddance and good luck to them. But it's not about you. This isn't about you. So you need to move on from this. She says, a private computer looking for evidence, and she always finds it. Like you have said in the past, as her friend, I am careful to be neutral about him because they could very well end up together. They're not going to end up together, and if they do, they will break up at some point. She always says how she can't be, she can't fathom ending it because she loves him. That, that is the worst thing someone can say about a relationship. Start fathoming it. Let's start fathoming. <laughs> is that even a word? Can't fathom it. Let's start, I, I think that like makes a healthy relationship is understanding this could end. I could end it. If someone fucks up, if you can't fathom ending it, then there's nothing that they would do to make you turned off. And that means you have no taste. Yet is unsure if she can trust the fact uh, she is her first choice. I mean, again, this is a lot about age. She's never been on her own. She's been, she was 21 and in college and probably living with other people. And now she's in the real world that has her own apartment or a roommate and it gets a little lonelier. So she holds onto a boyfriend. My question is how much of a red flag is a guy continuing to Google the name of his ex fiance, his ex fiance. She broke it off with him before he met my friend. How old is this guy? But only a few months before. He doesn't have social media, so he can't passively hear about her the way most people can about their exes. That's part of it. But it's not. She's making her problem about him. Her problem is she's not. She's not really sure of her relationship after three and a half years, and she doesn't trust the guy she's with, and she's afraid to be alone to find a better relationship. She thinks this is the best she can get. Your friend needs to break up with her boyfriend and start being on her own, and you know, grow up and become an adult. The ex is now married to someone else. Is it just curiosity? Yeah, of course it is. Should it be a deal breaker? Is my friend, you keep, ma- and again, you're feeding this problem. You keep making it about him the way she is. Is my friend a rebound, even if it's been two and a half years? You said three and a half. 
Okay, well, whatever. Uh, it's three and a half. <laughs> she did the math wrong. He says he wants to marry my friend, yet continues to look up his ex all the time. What do I tell her when she asks me if that's normal? Thank you for all you do. Well, I would say you need to start ha- asking her questions about herself. This kind of the theme of this episode is like having, having taste. If you can't fathom ending your relationship, then you are not really being a active participant in your relationship. You're looking to kind of float along. And I would say you as a friend, it's not, stop making it about him. It's more about her. Let her know she's going to be okay if she's single. Let her know, it sounds like you've been unsure of this for a while. It sounds like you don't trust your boyfriend. It sounds like you are afraid of, you know, of the idea that you can't find better. And then you have to encourage her that she will find better for her. Because the whole, it's funny that you wrote in for a friend, but you're speaking in the same language as your friend, which I, I disagree with. Like looking up at X, yeah, that is normal. That's totally normal. It's not normal to not be sure about your relationship when it started in 2019 and it's 2022. And to be going on their personal computer and sneaking around. That means uh, it's it's too long of this shit. Beginning's supposed to be easy. People, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. Every Monday. It's an alone episode. If you've gotten this far, go, go, go. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Um, go check out the Bachelorette preview. That's free. And check out uh, Amy Cardinale, who I'll have back on the show. Um, I got to send her an apology text. It sucks, it sucks. But these things happen. I want to thank you for being a listener. Keep telling your friends. Keep sharing the word. We'll be back next week. Boom.